We back to the podcast. In the podcast, it starts like this. We go like this. Yeah, episode 15. 15, 15. Season one, episode 15. Oh, we haven't done that in a while. All right, I brought it back. I just hopped in. Yeah. Let us know right off the bat. Let us know if you want our theme song. Um, to remain that, or do we just do just the zapata zapata? <laughs> They're <know>. both dumb. <laughs> They're both bad. Maybe we'll find a better one. This is Avatar: The First Viewing. This is the podcast where an Avatar newbie watches the whole Avatar: The Last Airbender series from start to finish alongside a seasoned veteran of the show. I am your expert, Avatar expert, Eli. I am your Avatar newbie, Peter. And so we're on episode fifteen. This is uh, it's called Bato of the Water Tribe. What are your overall thoughts, Peter? I say this every episode, but I'm always surprised by how much plot progress actually does happen per each episode. I think it's because I always think that this is like a kid's adventure saga, kind of like a Naruto or like a One Piece where like there's 300 episodes, so like nothing really happens episode per episode. But this is a great action sequence chase type episode along with a huge nugget of, like, plot development. So I love it. I think it's one, you know, worth going back to watch if um, you're not following along with us because uh, there, there's so much good, like, action sequences in this one. All right. So why don't you kick it off with the newbie recap? Yep, yep. All right, newbie recap. Uh, so basically, uh, Zuko meets this really edgy badass chick that can track people down with scent. Well, her her uh, monster can. Yeah, 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 that's right. Her her little monster thing. They use the, uh, Katara's necklace to track them down, and they have this huge fight, but obviously Aang gets away. And then Team Aang, what happens is they meet Bato from their actual water tribe who, like, left the tribe with uh, Katara and Sokka's father. And they actually get a map back from uh, the father, Bato does, because Aang was afraid that they were going to leave him, uh, hides it for a bit, they get, fight about it, but then they make up, and that's kind of that part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> this was not my best recap. No, this is, you, you told the beginning and the end, and then you uh-huh. told the middle. <laughs> mm. And there was a, quite the lengthy battle sequence in this episode. Yeah, it was great. A lot of Jackie Chan, uh, a little bit of an homage to like Hong Kong, like Crashing Dragger type stuff. Yeah. Iroh was, you know, comedy time and gold as always. Yeah. It was a good time. I want to know uh, predictions. 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 On this episode. Um, what do you think of, I don't, sorry, I don't know the name of the new character who is like the tracker lady. Yeah, dude, I, I didn't catch it either. So that's like yeah. a fact check. <laughs> that is <laughs> a, yeah, that's an actual fact check. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Bounty hunter named June. Oh, her name's June. Interesting. Yeah, and it's spelled like the month, June. Yeah, she's got eyeshadow and bangs over one eye. She's got yeah, like the emo sort of yeah. like tough girl. During when this show came out, it was definitely how the girls that shopped at to- Hot Topic dressed. Yes, like or not dressed, but like how their vibe, what their vibe was. Yeah, and she they they further personify her, where she's literally in like the salty spittoon equivalent in yep. the avatar thing where there's yeah, like so people funny. being thrown out of windows and there's arm wrestling and she of course can beat everyone because she's yeah. awesome and tough her animal is called a shershu oh that i why do i remember that yeah the shershu 
It's like a blind, huge anteater type looking yeah. thing that like mm. smells. It's like mouth sees by smelling to a mole. Like a yeah, but like the mm. one that's like an open hand looking thing. Yes. Uh huh. That's super thing. sensitive yeah. nose. Uh-huh. And yeah, if it smacks you with its tongue, you're like paralyzed for a little bit. It's a cool creature. And there's a little there's a little fight between Appa and the Shershu, which mm. is another reason you should watch this episode. It's really it's really a fun one. This is the first time Appa is like. I mean, he definitely is coming in to save the day. <coughs> Save the day last minute. Um, but this is the first time you see him, like, really throwing hands and throwing horns, I should say, uh, yeah. in his case. Um, he's a tough guy. You know, he can take a couple licks, literal licks dude, from the Shershu. Appa 2020, man. He, yeah. He's OP, dude. He's, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Appa used body slam. Yeah. He's super effective, you know. <laughs> and you he, can see him. This is the first time that you could see him more clearly that he's airbending. Because when he yes. flaps his tail, that's clearly ear- airbending that he's doing. Yep, yep. He, uh-huh. like, smacks his, like, wide, flat tail like a platypus kind of, like, on the ground. You mean a platypus that- bear? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, his tail was also, like, very, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, like, and then the gush of wind, like, throws someone off the roof or something. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Wait, whoa. What? Does that mean, what other air animals can fi- bend? You you know you asked me this in a previous episode. Oh, and I did. Gonna okay, say, okay, okay. I'm gonna say once again, no, no answers out of me. But there are other animals that can bend. I'll say that much. Whoa, maybe dragons are just lizards that fire bend. Hey, you know, maybe yeah. that's and we just killed them off. You know? And we we have seen sort of a lizard so far. Yeah. It was the parrot lizard thing. <laughs> oh, that thing was cool. Yeah. 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 Anyways, that's a sure shoe. The Shershu was pretty pretty dope too. I like how they they showed the smell visually through the colors. That was pretty cool, yeah. Especially because it, it set you up for when they when they poured the perfume all over the ground. Yeah. And it went like berserk. Otherwise that wouldn't have been that would have felt like a Deus Ex Machina otherwise, I think. Yeah. I, I sort of I kinda of felt a little dumb in that they're fighting in a perfume town. Yeah. And I once they revealed their trick of, hey, pour all the perfume out, I'm surprised I didn't notice that earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was surprised in a way, but I was like, wait a second. I'm smarter than this. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't I connect those dots? We're, we're kind of getting into it now, but let's talk more about our favorite scenes. Truly, my favorite scenes are definitely like the the fight fight when the Shershu and Appa and at the same time, basically everyone except like Iroh and like the girl in the Shershu, yeah. uh, June, I guess. And when they're fighting, yeah. there's a rooftop sequence, which is very reminiscent of like Shaolin like Kung Fu movies where they show mm. you the uh, perpendicular shot of the rooftop where uh, Zuko yeah. and Aang are fighting. And then um, mm-hmm. the the well sequence when they're fighting on top of the well <laughs> is He's phenomenal. He's like bouncing around the poles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's very I, – I don't know the style of martial art, but like that's definitely a thing I've seen that's reminiscent of where like they're trying to like knock each other's foot off. Yeah. And it's like very like kata, like like form – like martial art forms. Yeah. Like sparring. And then Aang eventually jumps in and then he fire bends like – bunch of fire in and then a bunch of water gets water bended out like yeah and then he does like a super like terminator like stance superhero landing yeah superhero <laughs> landing when Aang comes out and then yeah. zuko falls kind of like off to the side uh, like that that's just like really satisfying like comic 
like graphic novel esque like sequence. I th- I love that. Yeah, um, that that was also my my favorite little bit. But of course, I mean, I know honestly though, it's Appa taking a stand. I I really like watching this show again. I I kind of forgot how much. I like Appa. Dude, he's the... Yeah. <laughs> like I, he's so, I want he him. He keeps the story together, man. Yeah. Not even beyond that. I, I want him in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. more than anyone else in this show. You're right. Like, he... He's he's vibes, man. He's... um. Yeah. He's just there for you when you need him. He just... He reminds me as well of his, like, kind of grumpiness and laziness of sort of a combination between my cat and some of my previous foster dogs. Oh, that's hilarious. And his, like, grunts and... <laughs> Yeah, just everything about him. I really like him. Yeah, like, he gets what's going on, but it's just, like, mm-hmm. he just doesn't need to be super part of it. Like, he doesn't need yeah. to have the spotlight or anything, but he definitely gets what's going on every, like, at, at all times. One thing, a question I have about this episode. What happened to Momo? Oh, yeah, because uh, he wasn't in the fight uh, sequence. I, I just definitely no. remember when the when they parted ways, like, Aang went one way and, like, Katara and Sokka went the other way. Oh, he was with him. At he that was time. with Aang, but I, I don't remember a- anything happening after that. I think Momo's less of like a crucial character. I I, I don't know. No, they, he's not at all. They just they, use him when it serves the the comedic timing or like a plot yeah. like a plot device or something. But um, yeah, otherwise he's just like cons- inconspicuously gone. Yeah, I mean every every good anime and kids animation needs like a little cute little like uh, mascot. A mascot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you have your abus. You have your R2s, yep. yeah. You have your, I don't know, other things. Something that they could sell later on as a stuff animal. <laughs> yep. Yo, low it's key, like that's, when, that's very yeah. true. That's how I felt watching uh, the Star Wars Last Jedi. When the Porgs, the little penguin things on the island, as soon as they showed up on screen, they're like, ah, I can't wait for this to be a, a stuffed oh, animal. That's an emoji. Oh, that's and a, sit on their desk. Yep. I will say... I. I also love um, all the Uncle Iroh lines in this episode. Yes. He was especially not concerned with the plot for some reason at all. And it's just about making jokes this episode. Yeah. And, but it wasn't like a slapstick, like har har type of comedy that they often do with uh, Sokka. Yeah. It was very Uncle Iroh, like understated, like there's a zinger mm-hmm. if you read between the lines. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like this is why he's like such a crowd favorite yeah like the way that like he flirted with that fortune teller yes, that's what i was gonna bring up uh the way that like he just like tried one of the perfumes in the <laughs> middle they cut to him in the middle of a battle sequence he, to show him like trying perfume on his wrist and then, and then he it. just like puts it into his sleeve <laughs> and then and that's it oh dude that dirty old dog yeah also when when uh the shirshu accidentally tongue slaps june he takes the fall and he goes, she lands on him oh no and like catches her and like falls yeah and then there's um, zuko saying wait a second you didn't get licked by the sure shoe and he does the shh but you can tell she's like not unconscious she knows this is happening yeah 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 she saw it i, yeah. I was i kind of forgot that this i feel like it is maybe the only episode that at least i can remember i didn't even remember this happening but the only episode i can remember of him being sort of like Maybe a little bit of a creepy uncle, <laughs> you know. But he's so endearing that he gets away with it. Honestly, if they if they remade the show, they probably wouldn't have had that bit. Yeah, just because climate is different right now. Yeah. But um, it was relatively harmful or harmless um, because he, he wasn't. It was it was a little creepy. It was, it was a little bit. Um, a little bit. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little creepy. Um, do we want to talk about 
our dislikes on this episode? Any critiques? Yep, yep. Yeah, man. I feel like I had one where it was like, I, what is the geography layout of this yeah. world? Because how did they go from like like one part of the map to like, they retraced all these steps. They, they went to where that uh, frozen frog herb lady yep. was. They went to the fortune teller place. And then they showed up here at the perfume house. Yeah, and and it just it just kind of seemed like I assumed that they were closer to the Avatar, but it seemed like they went four episodes back and then retraced the steps and then got to where yeah. they were at the perfume shop. I I kind of um, want to, uh, yeah, kind of want to like look up on a map right now. I'm sure someone has made like a map of these cities. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, I, yeah. So let me hold on. We're gonna I'm gonna look this up. We're gonna fact check this. All right, yeah, I'm gonna do it myself again. This place. Yeah, they don't have a name for it. Because some of these other cities that they go to are named, but it doesn't seem that this is the case. I was thinking about this as I was watching the episode. I thought that maybe the past two episodes, they haven't really been covering a lot of ground. <laughs> that this is like yeah, a day's journey. Yeah, maybe they're just journey. kind of like, yeah. Uh-huh. Even still, a day's journey is, I'm sure that uh, Appa can cover a lot more ground than the Shershu. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so I'm surprised that they caught up in like less than a day. Yeah, and it just it just annoyed me because he was captured like the episode where he was with the uh, mountain lady, mountain herbalist lady with the frozen frogs. Yeah. he was captured by the the fire nation, the fire nation that with the arrow squad, and then he was taken to like a fire nation fort, and then he was released. So like to me, it's like okay, but then why would he come back exactly where he was? They're not they're they're not very far. Or maybe this is just saying that the Fire Nation is hot on their tails. You know, they're always nearby. They're everywhere. Yeah, maybe. I, I, yeah. Hmm. It's just, it just the, chrono- the chronology as well as the ge- geography didn't make sense to me. That was my biggest critique. Yeah. I, I have a, a, my like one big critique for this episode. Mm, I have another minor one, but I want to hear yours. Okay. So I think, so there's the moment when Aang admits that he has the uh, paper, the little message yeah. from their father. Yeah, yeah. I wish it was only Sokka that decided to go. Because it, mm, okay. it didn't make sense for me. Katara seems the most invested in Aang. In like getting, because also she has her ulterior motive of going to, she wants to go to the Northern Wana tribe to learn more about waterbending. And the, the episode is framing it that Sokka is the one, like, he has been, in, you know, like, that's the reason they turned around, is because Sokka's like, wait a second, I know what it's like to be abandoned by your friends and your family oh, and Bato yeah. was saying the same thing. And it's very much about him. I think it would just give more weight to Sokka's decision where he's even saying like, I'm going off on my own because I like really want to see my dad. Katara also, I mean, it's also her dad too, but I just felt like she didn't have enough of a, she wasn't as angered as Sokka either. Mm. She was just like, ah, I guess so. Okay, Sokka, I'll come. Dude, you're, you're totally right. I kind of forgot about this, but this was in a lot of ways a Sokka episode. Yes, um, it because, opens with him. It's it's leading it on with him. Yeah, and uh, it, it it does a lot of flashbacks to him being a kid wanting to like go with his father. We actually do see the father, which I thought was really cool. And he's like mm-hmm. this, I don't know, he's like a kind of a badass, like manly looking dude. Yeah. And uh, they also do the like coming of age, like you're a man now, iceberg dodging ritual. Bato does that with Sokka, which was really right. cool. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It was like Katara was like a non-character kind of in this episode. Yeah. They just kind of like didn't make her three-dimensional because they needed her to be with Sokka so that the necklace thing would work. Yeah, true. Yeah, but to me, like it was 
super easy for them to decide to split up and then, and then super yeah. easy for them to like decide to go back and it's like oh so you're telling me that Bato and uh, Katara are suddenly like <laughs> so like not gonna put up any of their individual thoughts like when Sokka just wants to abandon the avatar like yeah alright like I, yeah and like I'm not a fan of when in, in stories like this that are so short when they're like okay I'm leaving I don't yeah. like you anymore because yeah. I know by the, the end of the episode they're gonna continue going to their destination you know yeah if this was if the story was more freeform and you didn't know where they could end up really then I can see like maybe for a couple episodes they're apart but you yeah. know that they're going to come back together. Yeah, if it was a more mature show, like like a three-episode se- sequence where they are on different paths. Yeah. If it was like an HBO show or something, that, that'd be really cool, right? And, and I will say that in, in season two and three, they're, yeah. it's less self-contained episodes. It's all like the whole season is like one continuous story. So That's great. That's great. It, they can get into like doing more stuff between episodes later on. Yeah. I wonder, maybe this is homework for later, but I wonder what the ratings were like in season one mm-hmm. and then when season two and three got greenlit, like during season one. Well, no, actually, I, I know this. So, Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. So Avatar, when they pitched the show, it took them a long time, the creators, to get it greenlit. But once they finally did, they say, we want to have three seasons. And they knew right off the bat that we're, we're doing three seasons of the show, no more, no less. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. okay, that's good. Yeah. And I think we talked about this last time, um, the differences in Legend of Korra, that that wasn't a thing. Yeah, so seasons yeah, one yeah, and two, yeah. they're like, we got to just bring Make it, it all seem to like, the table. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole, it's, a, it's its own thing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why, that's the thing. I love television for so many reasons, but one of the things I think is really limited, limiting about the commercial side of the medium is that like, you're like you don't know if it's you're gonna have ten episodes or twenty or a hundred. Yeah. It, 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 so it's it's. That's what I generally like. I don't watch that much TV. Yeah. I, I'll watch limited series. I think, by and large, limited yes. series are almost always better than any other series. Especially for it knows what, what I'm it talking wants about. To do. Yeah. And it it's, and it gets it done in the right time, and the yeah. timing is perfect. Every, um, even everyone's favorite shows, like take The Office or whatever, they just keep going. Yeah. It's so funny for so long. This last season, The Office, I suffered watching that. I yeah, really, yeah, yeah. really it's didn't pretty, like the last yo, season. Yo, haters are going to come after you, Eli. But yeah, I, did. I, I agree. I agree. Are, like, and I know a lot of people who say like, yeah, I've watched The Office uh, 10 times over and I just stop once Michael leaves and I restart it there. Yeah, dude. Because they try doing different things and it doesn't work for me. Doesn't work. The yeah. Office for me was like my foray into like, here is how network bureaucracy and ratings and commerce side of Hollywood, here's how it affects the, the product that I'm consuming. Yeah. And it's suboptimal. And, and you see it and you see it everywhere. You see it like the, fir- the final seasons of Scrubs, one of my mm-hmm. favorite medical shows. I think Chernobyl, for example, self-contained, perfect. Yeah, yeah uh, everyone if, loves if, it. If you look at animes like Death Note. Yeah, yeah, yeah super revered right like it it was succinct like it didn't drone on forever avatar the last airbender again three seasons it it knew what it was doing you know i think there's this sort of thing in people's mind whenever any show gets canceled people are always like oh no oh why the networks why they got to do us like that and it's sometimes maybe it's the creators that are like i'm done i can't think of any more ideas for this show yeah and sometimes it goes on as a zombie like yep. it does with SpongeBob, right? Like first yep. two, three seasons, great. 
the rest of it, no. <laughs> um, and it's just, yeah. it's, it just becomes something else. So whenever, yeah, it becomes the corporate machine. It's not art. Yeah. And okay. a lot of times I'm happy when it's two seasons, just done right there. Yeah, man. It's, yeah. I mean, it's fucking beautiful. Let's wrap it up with our bogus thesis. Bogus, bogus, bogus mm-hmm. freshman thesis. Mm-hmm. What you got, Eli? I got, I got one. I'm going to call this the cheesy thesis. All right. Here we go. To the water tribe, it takes a man to steer a boat. <laughs> but Sokka soon found out what really makes a man is how he can forgive his friends. That was fucking cheesy. <laughs> you should write for Nickelodeon. You should write for Avatar, man. That was so cheesy. But I mean, that yeah. That's, that's essentially deal. what the episode. The that's the thesis of the episode, of the episode too. You know, <laughs> it's not bogus. It's just yeah, cheesy. yeah, yeah. It's good. I mean, that's great, man. I, mean, I was trying to like tie it into another sort of phrase. Like, sure, you can take a man to ride a boat. But <laughs> can you teach a man to forgive his friends? Find out next time on. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in the Earth Kingdom. A beautiful day. <laughs> I think we really need to uh, thank our sponsors for this episode. Just want to reach out to Estee Lauder for sponsoring our episodes. Why Estee Lauder? <laughs> Estee Lauder, they are the world-class makers of tons of fantastic fragrances. You could buy their products ah, in Macy's, yes. in Sephora. Nordstrom, and if you wear their stuff, who knows? You might be able to fend off a gigantic poison-tipped, tongue-tipped monster. Yeah. And that's our episode, baby. Episode 15. (laughs) That's our episode. We have about two more episodes until we get to our finale. Not finale, but finale uh, sequence. Oh, of season one? Yes. So we have... Uh, yeah, another another two kind of like one-shotters to go for. All right, man. Got any words of wisdom? Yeah, I would say with cologne, make sure you actually store it in like a cool, dry place because it can actually deteriorate the, the smell over time. You actually shouldn't keep it in your, your like bathroom if it gets like hot and steamy in there all the time. You should keep it in a ceramic pot. Oh, is that a thing? Well, that's what they did in the episode. Uh, I mean, yeah, yes. <laughs> Yes, that's what you should do. <laughs> oh, yeah.